Exactly. Joe, you've got the dubious honour of yes, reading the uh, please note bit. No pressure. Right. Most people Straight have to do away. it three times, so go Okay, for it. good. Right, love that. Right. Please note, this show is entirely supported by you, the listener. Without your kind donations, we simply could not produce this podcast. If you want to keep hearing more from us, please visit patreon.com forward slash news for a really cool way to help us. First time. One, one tick, one tick. Nice. Boom. <clears throat> Used to be a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 24 of the Brewdog News Podcast. This has been recorded on the 19th of May, 2019, where your fortnightly-ish source for the latest news, views, thoughts, and reviews from the world of Brewdog and craft beer. The show is hosted by myself, Robert Cooper. And with me, Bruce Cameron. And fresh from his fact-finding tour of Clarkston's finer drinking establishments, it's Andrew Watson. Hello, everyone. And welcome to the show, our newest guest contributor, it's Joanne Love. Hello, everyone. Hello. Coming up on this week's show, we're going to be talking about... This is our first episode since the AGM, so we have a whopping 20 updates to bring you. We ask what the heck is going on with Punk IPA. We ask what the heck is going on with Punk AF. We ask what the heck is going on with the TV adverts. What is on, Chris is on, and we welcome a newbie to the show. Joe, you just heard from it. Standard disclaimer time, we are all shareholders in BrewDog PLC, but we do not work for or speak on behalf of BrewDog. So, without further ado, let's play some theme music! You can either sit on the sidelines and be passive, or you can take an active stand. It's amazing to be a part of something that's not just changing the face of beer, but business too. Hi, this is Martin Vicky. Hey, this is T. Hey, this is James. This is the BrewDog News Podcast. BrewDog News Podcast. James Watt, Martin Dickey, this is diabolical, absolutely diabolical. Hi, hi, Dog News Podcast, it's Blackie EFL Meldrum again. And a huge shout out to our new Patreon supporters over the last couple of weeks. Uh, there's lots of them, but uh, we've now got three top tier supporters, Neil, Mark and Innes. Thank you all. Uh, and thank you to Joe, who actually did our little opener there, so... Uh, that's lovely. Oh, and uh, just just before we begin, I need to give a special mention for Holly Sansbury, who listens along with her dad in the car. Everyone, say hi to Holly. Hey, hi, Holly. Hey, Holly. So, so yes, here we all are. We Andrew, it's been go a while. We don't record a podcast like a, a proper podcast for what seven weeks, and we gain more Patreon subscribers. <laughs> There's something in this. I mean, I'm I'm just going to go on holiday. Um, yeah, sounds like I, a plan. I, excuse me, some of us around here are sat in front of this goddamn computer <laughs> editing and promoting and putting things out, so I'm quite comfortable with that. Uh, Bruce, mm-hmm. you, you, you're looking... What are, you, are you drinking a beer? Is that what you opened? I just actually... Re- uh, it was. I just actually realised that I'm actually off work tomorrow. Ooh. So, um, a double IP, that'll do me. Oh, that means you're... you're uh, is your joke going to be not X-rated now at the end of the show? Nope. It's a, a good one. Version. It's, it's a good, a good one. one. I bet you anybody it's not. Oh, I'm oh. excited for the joke. Ah, thanks, well, <laughs> that voice there is Joanne. Joanne, thank you so much. Uh, firstly, thank you for letting me twist your arm to come and actually record with us. And, of course, the big question is, are you going to manage to stay awake? Why don't you tell the listeners what you've been up to this weekend? Um, so this weekend, I just did two and a half days on Brownie and Guide Camp, and I was the cook for 30 people. Wow. There was no beer, unfortunately, not with small children. What did you cook? Um, massive vats of spaghetti bolognese and eggy uh, bread. You have to have eggy bread on, on camp. That's the law. Is that, oh, is that a rule, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> oh, very good. Anyway, uh, right, we uh, have so much to get through this time. Uh, so much so, in fact, that in the uh, second half of the show, we're going to batter through these as quickly as we possibly can. But let's talk, first of all, very briefly about the punk alcohol-free mess, a.k.a. Oh. All right. A.k.a. Punk AF mess. Uh, last Thursday, Alex Myers of Manifest, a London-based PR and marketing agency, replied to a, che- a, tw- a, cheat, a tweet from James Watt claiming that BrewDog had stolen the name and concept from them. As in Punk AF, not the name BrewDog. Over the next week, things got very strange, especially when a person in America claimed that they had been treated appallingly by BrewDog during the interview process. This has become quite a wild, interesting, heated story, so rather than not really do it justice by mentioning it only briefly here, we're devoting an entire podcast to it. Does that excite you, Bruce? 
Sorry, I was taking a drink of there. Not for me, not at all. Brilliant. Uh, right, so as I say, the next episode of this podcast will only be about one thing. It's about a crazy weekend in Brewdog and how the EFP team ended up getting sent a picture of a bag of. Looking for so what? I won't say it again because then I'd have to use the beat machine again. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can go back and listen if you don't want to hear what I said, but it's true. But so um, is, that, is that like a bag and there's like Richard Dawkins, Richard Hammond, Richard Medley all poking at the top? I feel like that'd be nicer. I see what you've done there. Very good, yeah. Anyway, so uh, yes, we're not ignoring this one at all. In fact, if anything, we're giving it a lot more attention than it probably deserves. So that's coming up the next episode. In the meantime, I would like to mm. talk about another thing that's happened with punk. Uh, Bruce, yeah, go I... and read out or some highlights of a blog post that Bruder. Is this the, the, the punk perfection blog post? That, that is the to... one. What have they done? What, what What's happened to punk? Well, according to the blog post, they've done they've better things and done wonderful things, haven't they? So yes, they've they've removed all the filtration. So they're exploring the way that the punk IPA production can be done without fil- any filtration whatsoever. So by centrifuging the beer, which if if anybody doesn't know, which I kind of did, but not really, it's spinning it at hyper hyper speed. I say super high speed, but I'll say hyper speed to separate the hop material from Such the liquid. Such a Star Wars nerd. <laughs> yeah, 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 go forth and conquer. It's probably a there bit more Star Trek, actually. What do you think? Mm. Anyway. Hyperspe- anyway, that's hyperspace. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, so what the the resultant from that is uh, is punk IP might be a little bit hazier than normal, which we have seen on blog posts and pictures on the web. Uh, people having pints of what looks like a, a Hazy Jane or a, uh, a New England IPA-style beer, but it's actually punk. Um, it has kicked off a little bit of a storm, personally. I like hazy drinks, so I'd, I'd be quite happy with a, a hazy beer. Um, but you're, the regular drinkers, I don't know what they think. But it's, it's, it's supposed to taste better. It is absolutely delicious. I've had two cans from two different batches since it's changed, and... They're, they're really good, spiky, tropical, fruity, sort of what punk once used was. used to be? Yeah. Really? Fra- Fraser for punk. Okay, the recipe's changed, but I don't, I mean, it probably tastes completely different because all our tastes have changed, but mm-hmm. it's it's back to being that sort of, wow, this is quite an interesting beer, and considering the scale it's being made at, that's, that's really impressive. You've actually made me think that I might go and buy some punk just to try, I, I don't buy punk anymore. From What, right now? Well, not right now. I'm recording this. I can't drive. <laughs> I can't drive to drink a seven point two. Well, if you've been drinking punk alcohol free, you could have. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Uh, I actually have a bit of a different take on this. Um, I, You're not happy, are you? Not at all. Uh, a couple of reasons why the blog post went up, and uh, it was. It, I thought, well, that's a strange thing to post up. Why would you post up that you're changing the way punk's made? I mean. It's your uh, number one product. It's the product Flagship. that really drives Brewdog. Um, so why would you be putting a post up saying we're changing it? Now, I don't think most people realise that the recipe for punk is fairly constantly having to evolve and change because there's so many ingredients in it, and that's just the nature of craft beer anyway. So um, in theory, no no two um, batches of punk are the same. But to put a post up saying you might experience some haziness then raised quite a lot of people to go whoa, 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 check the state of my pint. And all I saw all over social media was really, like, proper thick, thick pints. Soupy, soupy type pints, yeah. Which wasn't what they meant. And the, the, the problem was, I think, that they kind of missed a beat on was on the blog post. They didn't actually put up a picture of how the pint kind of should look, which is just a tiny bit of haze. Um, and then just to top it off as well, round at my local, the world-famous Newton Arms, they pulled uh, put a new keg on, and this... Gunk came through. You it try was. It? it was no. It was genuinely bright yellow. You could have honestly, if I'd said to you, I've put custard in this in this pint glass, you would have believed me. <laughs> custard IPA, <laughs> right? And they had to pull off six or seven pints. And I spoke to um, I spoke to Brewdog about it, you know, because obviously they go, Rob, not happy. Get spoke to. So apparently that's my job now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it it was confirmed that they did have a couple of issues with the first couple of batches on the new system. Uh, and there were some, um, you know, bad kegs got out there and bad cans got out there, as far as I believe. 
which is annoying because they're supposed to have this really, really, really good um, process in place, quality control in place. And then I saw all over, people were posting to iHardcoreU um, Brewdog Group on Facebook, pictures of thick yellow pints and people going, that's really bad and that's going back. Uh, and it was brought up on the Q&A with James that he did online the other night and James confirmed, that's James Watts for the new listeners, uh, James confirmed that, yeah, the, uh, they had to change the recipe because they were having problems brewing it on the new system at the scale they'd been brewing it at. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's not been coming out as well as they've done. So they had to do some stuff. Problems with Esther's, I think it was. I know I should know this, because considering we're, uh, what we're I doing. I knew an Esther. She was all right, actually. That was bad. The, the end of joke's better. Oh, I thought that was it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, I just thought it was a little bit of a mistake. I, I think they should have, personally, I think they should have just kept quiet and got on with it. But also... On social media, now they were pointing people to it. So people were tweeting them saying, hey, here, I've got this weird-looking pie, and they were sending them the links to that blog post. So, so it's yeah. actually a good thing then? That's that they had yeah. The blog post. Uh, I think I don't know. if you're going to say we are uncompromising, if you're going to say we're going to change craft beer, if we're going to say that you know it's craft beer for the people, then changing the recipe to have higher hop content and to make it, I guess, less processed if that's the right way to put it is the right thing to do and yep. i guess when you scale up a recipe there are going to be speed bumps it's unfortunate that weatherspoons don't seem to have quite informed their staff what's going on so they've returned some kegs but uh as i say it's tasting great so yeah so it's just a, just a blip i suppose but exactly uh, yeah just if my message really here if, if to anybody who cares is please be so careful when you're changing punk because it's so important and it's impossible for me when I'm going to my local and they bring up, you know, brew dog this and brew dog that. It's easy to sort of defend things. But when the sun there holding a yellow pint, you're like, I can't defend that. <laughs> Not did even you, close. Did you try it? No, someone did, though. They said it tasted okay. Yeah, I, I read it's a couple of tastes. See if it was yeah. in a can. Yeah. Nobody you would wouldn't know. any different. True. Mm. And it would taste mm. amazing. So, hmm. Custard punk, you've heard it here first. Uh, right, I would treat Michael like no. <laughs> last thing to mention on this, uh, the punk panel app uh, at the AGM, I noticed that uh, Verity and the digital team, amongst other things, were promoting this little app. If you go into the Play Store or the App Store, if you're on uh, Apple, then you will find an app called the Punk Panel app. Anywhere that sells punk, you can go and rate your punk and give the feedback to the team. So uh, yeah. Yeah, let's just sort of give a quick plug for that. Cool. Right, AGM. Uh, I've left it a little bit later. Hops a while ago. I know it was. It feels like it was absolutely ages ago, but it was, what, three weeks, maybe? No. No. The AGM was a that. month and a half ago. Yeah. A month and a half ago. It's been six weeks now. <laughs> I've had How bad was my hangover? <laughs> How, many <laughs> days? How many days were you out? <laughs> I've had my so, hair cut twice since then. I've not. <laughs> No, you've well, not. Bruce. Your, your how... hair looks fantastic, Bruce. So. Your uh, beard's come back it. as well. It's come back eventually. Get a room. Never have shifted. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. You're welcome. Uh, Bruce, how was your AGM? Yeah, it was all right. It was, um, I felt terrible on Monday morning. Terrible. I woke up at five and I thought, I'm just going to get the first train back to Glasgow. And then I, I caught the three o'clock train back to Glasgow. I, I, I went to my bed. I was in my bed by half past six on the Sunday night. Um, I think, what was that triple? What was that triple one? Uh, the triple Alchemist. Alchemist. Yes, yes. I think I had two of those. Yeah, roughly a bad yeah. beer. It's deadly. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I thought Did it was. You a, see, on the it was it was Sunday was weird. The two day thing, because on the Sunday morning you were right as rain. You were like, hey, come on, let's go session. Oh, Sunday two. morning was absolutely fine. I um, yeah. I should have just like stuck to what I had on the on the Saturday on the Sunday, but yeah, Sunday was a more of a kind of laid back day. Um, you managed to get your your chat with James. Yeah, and then I um, got a taxi back to to my, where I was staying, straight up and. Spoke to Lindsay on the phone, and then that was me fast asleep by half past six, right through till five the next morning. Um, if we can do a shameless plug, I think we we did a Facebook live on the Saturday with reaction to the announcements. So we don't have to cover it here, so yep. um, that's on our that's right, so we did on yeah, our Facebook. There was six big announcements that we saw, so yeah, definitely. Um, I met Joanne. You met Joanne, and Joanne, yes. how was your AGM? It was great. It was my first one. Oh really? Oh, yes. so was it what you were expecting? Yes, I really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't get there till about four o'clock, though. 
because we we because I am down in Kent, so I'm quite far away. We made a, a long weekend of it and did the AGM and all of the Scottish bars. I think you drove up then, yeah? Uh, we flew up or and flew then we up. rented a car and my lovely husband drove. <laughs> um, so I got to do Edinburgh Airport as well, which was good. Yeah, really enjoyed the AGM, got to meet some lovely people, passed on my Elvis juice pancakes recipe to some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, next time I'd probably come at the beginning, I did rely on your video to give me the highlights of the talk because we'd missed that. Yeah, the talk wasn't published, was it? Um, no. Right, they, did, I think they didn't even stream it this year, did they? I can't remember. No, I don't know. So uh. I was a dog tap at that point, doing the tour. So I watched a little video. Um, I was a little bit upset that I missed the news that Hocus Pocus was starting early. So I got uh. there at 8 o'clock and they put a piece of tape over the Saw that. over the name and I was like, oh, no. And Andy was right there, and I turned to Andy and went, where is the beer gone? And he blamed it all on James. So I let him off. Yeah, have you had a taste of it since? I have. I did get my hands on a bottle. I have enjoyed it. I'm a big raspberry and beer fan. So do you think it lived up to the hype? I don't know whether it lived up to the hype. It's good. It's really good. I don't know if it's life-changing. Although (laughs) I'm wondering if I should have got... I only got one, because I'm a one and, and try something different person. Yeah, feeling like I should have got two and laid one down oh, yeah. and then aged it. Yeah, so you tried it, Rob. And I, I agree with you on that. And here's the thing with Brewdog beers in general. I always find that they release them too soon. And Hocus yeah. Pocus is a weird one because it had been ready to go for a couple of months, I think, because it had been popping up in different places. But, you know, I had a Paradox Uncle Dukes last night and mm. Mm. that that was a, it's a decent beer when it came out. But yeah. see, six, where is it now? Yeah, six and seven months on since that was released. It is now astonishingly good, rounded and balanced and so on. Even things like punk, when you get it in the bars and it's kegged that week, it just tastes a bit unbalanced. And once mm. it's two to three weeks old, it's fine. So I, don't, I, I wish they'd hold on to the beer a wee bit, which I know is difficult when you make so much of it. Yeah. And then it gets better over time. Anyway, that's my yeah. speech. Well, speaking of your speech, um, how, were, how were you on Sunday morning after the AGM, Andrew? Absolutely fine. I had a good breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> you had a good we... sleep as well, didn't you? I mean, you you were tucked up nice and early. Yeah, well, you live in You know where I'm going. Come on, fess up a little bit. <laughs> I know you're not going to tell the full story, but... Uh, it, it's like Bruce said, the anarchist alchemist was, was very strong. Um, Did you have that on Saturday night? Things. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, but we, on Saturday. I was going to say Saturday afternoon, that's what I meant, sorry. Yeah. So it's an overall <sighs> thing with the AGM that I think you get, you want to try the big and special beers. Yes, you do. And the yes. problem is if you do that, and you want to do them early before they run out, but if you do that, you're then, you've peaked quite night. early. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of a couple of things went on. I think um, I got to try Hocus Pocus a bit earlier. There's there's something going on that I got involved with, and then tried a couple of other really strong things, and then yeah, by about six o'clock before it was you good night. Yeah. It was uh, <laughs> the other thing I found. I, I went for the world's worst food option there. All the food looked amazing, apart from the loaded fries people who did. <laughs> it was just grim. It was just a little poker chips covered in sort of watery cheese sauce and a few bits of sausage on top, and that was oh. some sort of. No. gourmet thing and it was just horrendous so yeah a lack of food good as you said anarchist alchemist and what there was another there's a big stout out at the same time i seem to remember um can't remember which one it was and then a couple of the buxton ones so a few of those in the space for an hour and a half and yeah i was pretty much done i love the irony here that you were the one on the pre-agm podcast that had the line just take it easy Pace yourself. Don't peak too early. <laughs> yeah, well, in bed, six thirty. <laughs> the thing is Never that mind. because I stayed in the hotel next door, it's, it's sort of you, you think nothing can can go wrong because you don't have to make it back into Aberdeen. So, um, you know, with with hindsight, oh, it was a good day. I had a fantastic time. I caught up with a, a really old friend who had not seen for a while. Came up with me and good. saw of you guys and saw saw a load of good people. So um, yeah, it wasn't yeah, too fast and for, still for got, me the felt like I got my money's just... worth. AGM was fantastic. Um, In many ways, I think it's a shame it's the last year at the exhibition centre before they moved to the new place because I think they just, it was just, they nailed it. The the whole system this time worked really well. I mean, obviously, I got in, so that was a big bonus. Do you think we can actually (laughs) leave this to bed now? 
I think so. I think this is it. I've worn the T-shirt. I had so many people came up to me on the Saturday at the AGM. I lost count at about 20. So hello to all the people who came up and say hi. And there was a load more people who I never even got to speak to properly. So it was just lovely. Um, But yeah, really, really, really enjoyed it. Andrew, you've got the next one. Uh, Website woes. Um, I put a link here because I just wanted to show that BrewDog aren't ignoring everybody who's saying that there's problems with the website um what have you picked up having a look at this thread on the forum so long-term listeners and patreon subscribers will probably remember back to episode 19 i think it was which was uh, a couple of months back we also talked about agm news and the trading day and so on uh, but the key piece of news from that episode was the launch of Brewdog's new website which didn't go very well so it's still not fixed. It works to an extent. I personally haven't placed an online shop order since, so I can't say if that's working, but people keep reporting problems. And the one shining light, we said this in episode 19, and we say it again here, is that Daz, Daz Gordon, who is uh, the digital project manager for all of this stuff, has been phenomenal with the communication. And actually, James has held his hands up as well now and said, look, this has not gone well. So ultimately... Brewdog.com is a lot more useful to the teams long term. It gives them flexibility for customer service and for e-commerce. It's more responsive. It's it's a bit more future-proof. But Brewdog Inc. have recognised that the project delivery and project planning was just not up to scratch. The architecture was poor. The, the beta wasn't tested anything like enough and the launch process was far too complicated. So if you're an AFP, there's a very good thread in the forum, uh, brewdog.com digital challenges are moving forward where Daz sets out exactly what's going to be done. So there's, there's one thing you can get involved with. I think applications just closed for the next round of beta punks where you can take part and test new website. But I think that's going to be an ongoing thing. So if you're interested in helping the digital team test new development features, then you can register for that. Or if it's if it's close for registration, at least you can pop your interest on the forum thread. And as different stages open up, you too can take part. Brilliant. All I've seen is people going, I don't understand. He says I've joined, I became an equity <laughs> punk in 2036. Oh, mine's 2032. Is it? <laughs> yeah. And the visa's not working. Oh, no, the visa's not working. No, I can't sort still in testing. I can't sort out my bottle box subscription, so I didn't get one this month again. So. I'm just logging in. I made an order um, over AGM weekend mm-hmm. when they had all the beers on, and that w- was really good. That came, it was up there, it was all on on there with what I'd ordered and the timings were great and the delivery was great. Yeah, I think... So I think that bit's working. I think the shop bit has been playing yeah. okay and it, I certainly noticed the speed's increasing but it must be a nightmare still working through all this stuff because they've still got fundamental things not working, bless them, so... Anyway... As, as, an, um, investor, it's, it's, as an investor, it's worrying. They, the reputational damage... You know, if you're just a regular punter, you're not involved in Brewdog at all, you're going to go to that website and just be put off by it. And how many people have done that? How many people have had online shop issues? How many of the less engaged equity punks have logged in and just seen a bug-ridden uh, experience? It's, it's worrying. And it's the fact that it's still dragging on. It, to be honest, I'm even more irritated by it than I was when we moaned about it in episode 19. Because well, the, the fact it's still dragging to fix the f- the fact it's still dragging on just goes to show the scale of the problem. Um, I mean, it, it's I don't think I can understate how how big a deal um, how big a website Brewdog.com is because there is so much customization on it. I mean, an incredible amount of customization. The shop itself is like, okay, that's there's a bit of customization there, but every other part of it is completely bespoke. And it's broken in most places. So mm-hmm. hmm, I feel for the team. I really Bonkers. do. Uh, I think uh, I overheard that there was, there was a change of staff and all sorts went on as well as a fallout of this. And Oh, dear. But surely any well-scoped project, and you can speak to this more than I can, Rob, surely any well-scoped project has contingency for staff changes and bumps in the road. It's just bonkers. Yeah, I think about, yeah, exactly. I can speak to that. And you, the clue was in what you said at first. It's a well-scoped project. And I don't think it was like that. I think it was just, let's move on. Let's get this new website launched. Let's, let's aim for Metro Mayhem. That didn't happen. Now we're definitely getting it done by AGM. And it was just not ready, so... Yeah, but anyway, James did say a couple of times that that was one of the biggest things that they've had problems with, um, one of the biggest screw-ups they've had this year, so at least they're holding their hands up to it. Well, that's, well, that's a cheery note, isn't it? 
<laughs> Sorry, Bruce. I'm I just want to claim my flying Scotsman and my home dog badges. Brilliant. Yeah. All right. With the launch of EFP6, Brewdog put together one of their wee videos to help sell the idea to potential investors. We like to use the audio from these things to break up the podcast a little, because otherwise you just get sick of hearing our voices. So we've got that audio for you. But first, Bruce. Yes. Here's a question. Yes. Yeah, six years ago, April 2013. There was a red wine barrel-aged Imperial Black Saison. What was it called? Anybody? I know. I oh, know. I, I do know. Sandy. Joanne? Oh, no, but it no. sounds delicious. The tip of the bottle art featured a card game. A card game? Ooh. All right, here's our audio. Beer like it was. Beer like it should be. Beer like it will be. Welcome to Planet Brewdog. In 2007, BrewDog came howling into the world. Over the last 10 years, we've taken that business that we started in a garage global. In 2013, we built this outstanding craft brewery in Ellen, Scotland. We've also got a fantastic facility in Columbus, Ohio. And this year, 2019, we're going to open a new one in Brisbane, Australia. We also own and operate over 80 amazing craft beer bars, allowing more and more people to try amazing world-class craft beer. Oh, and in 2018, we also opened the planet's first ever beer hotel in Columbus, Ohio. We are an alternate small business, part owned by 100,000 people who love good beer as much as we do. Our equity punk community are at the heart and soul of everything we do. We wear our heart on our sleeve and we do things in our own terms and we do some crazy fish. Helping us turn an entire industry on its head. Being a great employer is core to everything we believe in. We share our profits with all of our team. We're a living wage employer, and we even give team members a week off work when they get a new dog. We call it paternity leave. It's a clever name. Thanks. Fueled by our passion for beer, our growth has broken all types of records. We're the number one craft brewer in Europe, and we won't stop until we're the number one globally. Our simple mission is to make other people as passionate about great craft beer as we are. And in terms of that objective, we are just getting started. So, just before the break there, just asked, six years ago, April 2013, there was a red wine barrel-aged Imperial Black Saison. In fact, I'm not going to say it. Andrew? Was it Black Jack? Black Jack, indeed. Well done. Yes. Nice work, sir. Ace t-shirts as well. I still remember them. We're keen to hear from you here on the Brewdog News Podcast, so please feel free to call us on 01224 518 501 and leave us a message. Two messages this month, and the first one is from friend of the show. This is, of course, Watty. That's it, no. Five, four, she's coming, she's coming. Hi, hi, Brewdog News Podcast. Watty here from Meldrum for you, Dean, today. That's it, no, no. Hi, living Hi, okay. Cheers. Uh, sorry about that, Bob, we're just in the middle of lambing season here and just getting a, a few new yows in the go. We'll maybe name Ina Twadum after you boys, Bryce and, and Bob. What do you think of that? <laughs> anyway, hope Bob had a rare AGM this year. I hope you got in, Bob. Hope you got in this year. I seen your video. I wasn't sure for that boy was that you was getting the stun in for me, but I'm glad the, the recorded audio worked out all right, Ken. Anyway... Uh, I have a wee question for you about the whiskies. Now I got to try them at the AGM. Uh, they weren't too bad. They weren't too bad, but well, I was half a surprised at the price of them. Fifty odd pound for a bottle. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, but you can get a you can get a reasonable uh, blend of whisky for about twenty twenty five pound, or you can get a nice barrel aged whisky for about thirty pound. Fifty four seems a wee bit expensive, Ken. I mean, who would justify that price? I'd be keen to find out. Spec soon, Bob. Cheerio new. Okay, so for new listeners, you're probably wondering what on earth that noise was. That was Watty talking <laughs> in his native tongue. Uh, it's not just new listeners. 
Try guest contributors as well. <laughs> <laughs> met folk from the AGM who were like, I, I don't understand the word he says, but it's brilliant. Right, anyway. Is anybody, so, get, anybody get subtitles on this podcast now? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Watty is wondering anyway uh, about why uh, we should be paying £54 a bottle for a blended whiskey from... Brewdog Distilling Co. See, this is a question that I had too. Yes. So I uh, managed to ask the man himself, Stephen Kersley, who is in charge of Brewdog Distilling. And he put back a really extensive and interesting reply. Bruce, would you be so kind as to read that out for our listeners? I shall read the email out that we got from Steve. Is it Steve? Stephen? Stephen. I don't know. It might be Steve. You're not his pal. You don't even know him. I know. It's his Stephen. (laughs) So, hi, Rob. Thanks for dropping Hi. me a note. It's a really interesting question, and it actually speaks volumes on how blended whiskey as a whiskey style is still being perceived. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the question implies that blended whiskies are inferior to single malts. If so, there is perhaps was a case for that argument in the past, but for me, this general perception is now out of date. A blended whiskey is as good as the sum of its parts. If you put in, you'll get out. Historically, the ratio of green whiskey to malt whiskey would have been quite high, where 75-80% to 80% of the blend would have been green whiskey. This resulted in blends being known for not having too much complexity and being fairly one-dimensional. In our case, both Skeleton Key and Transistor are blended whiskies containing 50% plus single malt. That said, I'd, strain, I'd, sorry, that said, I'd stress that green whiskey does not equal poor quality whiskey. In its own right, green whiskey has incredible flavour, and shouldn't be dismissed based on not sharing the same upbringing as a single malt. For our Boilermaker series, we've dissected three of our favourite beers, Punk IPA, Dead Pony Club and Jet Black Heart, and then built whisky blends that complement the flavour of each beer. In the case of Torpedo Tulip, it's a Dutch single rye whisky matured in ex-Oloroso sherry and virgin American oak casks, so it's not a blend. Building the blends to complement the beers meant we had to access a large suite of single malts and single green whiskies, which we purposefully selected, and then with our collaborators, Compass Box and Duncan Taylor, we began to build the blends. The price is reflective of the, of the ingredients that we've used to make the two blends. I totally appreciate that it may be out of some budgets, however, if the reason for not picking up a bottle is because it's a blend, then I'd really recommend thinking again. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Cheers, Stephen. Now, I'm going to go back to the start where... I don't think that the question that Watty asked, asked originally was, are blended whiskies inferior to single malts? I, I don't think that's where he was going with this because I don't see blended whiskies as inferior. Now, a bottle of... Let me jump in, Bruce. Watty sent us that voicemail and then we spoke about it. Yeah. And we had a chat in our group chat about this. And there definitely was a perception in there of like 50, 50 odd quid for a blended whiskey. Are you kidding me? And I didn't know, I don't know enough about this. And that's why I wanted to ask Stephen the question is, is I naively assumed that if it was a blended whiskey, it was therefore um, okay. inferior in some way. Um, and maybe I've, I've put that bias into the question. But back to you, Bruce, do you, do you, does this change your mind on, on paying not, that much for this whiskey? Not, not overly. It's It's been three years, right? It's a three year blend with the selection they've made and it's £54. I could go into the world famous local supermarket from me, Morrison's, it's the nearest one, and get a 15 year old blend which has been blended with Talisker, Linkwood is it Cragamore and um, it's a Gaelic word I think, Kyle-ila? Kyle-C-A-O-L-I-L-A Isla, and that's only £40 for four stunning malts into a 15 year an aged 15 year blend. Yeah, but isn't this economies of scale? Because they're making yes, that. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas this yeah. is all special, specially made. Ultimately, it costs 54 quid because that's what it costs to make plus margin no. plus, plus everyone's cut. So it's just a question is it worth it rather than why does it cost so much? Absolutely, and absolutely. I guess you're the whiskey expert out of all of us, Bruce. Which, I tried what, it. You tried it. What do you think? It was all right. It was you, all right. You've made an assumption there that Joe doesn't drink whiskey. You have. I don't. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> but, you were right. <laughs> but you were correct. Otherwise, I would have jumped on that. 
I, did you try it at the agenda because you yeah. uh, roughly when we did the facebook live we when we were very um how can i put this we, we were very optimistic about the things we would get to drink later in the day um you said you were going to be all over the whiskey yeah was it was it that day or was it the sunday that i tried it can you remember probably the sunday based on your hangover yeah it probably was actually it was all right it was it, it i've kind of i i do notice the difference between a good blend and uh, an okay malt, um, a single malt, and I think I think I would probably go single malt all the time. However, uh, a good blend is a good blend, and it's it's very drinkable. Now, whiskies do have their particular styles, and if you do like your your Highlands or if you do like your your you know, the Island blends or the Island sorry the Island malts, which are more peaty, it, it's all down to taste. It really is, and I think would I buy a bottle? Yeah, maybe would just to just to see. In fact. I bumped into the nose himself, um, Robert the Patterson. The nose? The nose. Who's the nose? The nose. Oh, that's sick. I'll show you. Here we go. Look at this. Right. What are you getting out? Oh, Bruce. So, put that away. Oh, it's a business card. <laughs> Thank God. Right. So, in Morrison's, I bumped into the nose himself, Richard Patterson. Uh-huh. If you go into Google and go into YouTube and go... How to drink whiskey like a sir? You will see Richard Patterson. He is the, he is the. Sorry, sorry. how to drink whiskey like a sir? Yes. A, a, women can't drink whiskey? Question mark. I know, I know. It's, it, it was, it was about seven years ago. <laughs> have he, have he you is... read Joe's Twitter bio? The word feminist yeah. does yes. appear yeah. in there. You need to have, be careful. Straight up there. In fact, straight up there. Have a have a look at it because there's a, there's one where he's teaching <laughs> a lady how to drink whiskey. It's, oh my! It's hilarious, <laughs> right? So he he has given me a, a copy of his book to read. I've not read it yet, actually. Um, he he lives around the corner from me. I'm I'm kind of tempted to get a bottle and see if he'll do a tasting with me. Well, that would be really good because I feel very strongly that I'm going to get email from people who know a lot more about whiskey. And oh, absolutely. People get very passionate about it and will be correcting us hugely on this um, particular subject. I think it's our duty to get, for me to get a bottle of each. I see then... what you've just done. <laughs> no, no, I'm quite happy. Well, oh, happy. oh, Lindsay, yeah, I've just spent 150 quid on three bottles of whiskey. Have you, Bruce? Yeah, it's for the podcast. Yeah. Oh no. yeah. So <laughs> patreon.com forward slash brewdogs. <laughs> but I would I would like to see if I can I'm gonna send I'm gonna send Richard an email. Um actually after this I'll send him an email and see if I can arrange something. Yeah, that'll be fun. Why not? Right, uh we spent quite a while on that and it's probably annoyed people. Let's crack on and here is our second voicemail. Um watch your uh, watch your audio levels on this one, folks. It's a bit loud. Hey team, how's it going? Um yeah, so um, I understand you couldn't really hear that. That is friend of the show, Chris, and uh, he comment, sent in a comedy voicemail there because obviously he uh, has heard and seen the new advert for Brewdog that they are running. First ever TV adverts, they said they were going to do it at the AGM, and they did, and they did it with a bang. They put it into Game of Thrones, there was a nice 20 second advert there, uh, or 15 seconds, and then there was, it was in, what was the other one? Oh, Love Island? And it was in something else as well. It wasn't the Jeremy Kyle show, I know that. So, folks, what do you think about the new advertising campaign? Andrew? Uh, It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. That's the kind of input and, uh, you'll get from the hosts of the Brewdog News podcast. I like it. Do you? I do. I think it's 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 going to hit you. It does. The and thing, on okay, Twitter, so, so many people have been like, oh my God. What was that? Is I'll it, elaborate. What annoys me most about Brewdog is the hype. And they've not invented anything with this campaign. It's Okay, nobody's done this sort of advertising in a big way for 10, 20 years, but... It was which band had the album covers with basically the same idea on it? Um, you know, it's, it's there's nothing new in this. It's the first time it's been done for a while, and it's done executed quite well. But what annoys me then is when Team Brewdog go, "We've we've changed advertising forever." Have you? Oh, I don't agree with that. <laughs> I I like it, and I think it will grab people, but it's not revolutionary. 
in no. the advertising world. But it is, it is when you see the massive, massive billboard in Manchester and then that advert running in Game of Thrones next to all the other adverts, it is, it's certainly eye-catching. And uh, and they've had they've had real good fun with it on Twitter. I've seen because they've been like replying back saying, "Yeah, we've, you know, the amount of editing we had to do and all that, and you know, the set design and production was something else." So, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I think it's. Interesting article. <laughs> Interesting article in the marketing magazine campaign written by Simon Gwynn on this. He says, well, here we go. This is Brewdog finally having to uh, advertise to the mainstream, even though six years ago they were saying we would never advertise on like TV or anything like that. And then finishes off the article by saying, but of course, if you get to Brewdog size, you've really got to. It's been uh, to basically make the point for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, let's move on. We've got a lot to get through here. Oh, we'll um, do this quickly. Uh, yes. Uh, in fact, what I'm going to do is we're going to allow exactly two minutes per story here. <sighs> um, right. Well, there's two of them. I've got a little bit of audio, but two minutes per audio, uh, and then uh, sorry, two minutes per story, and then I'll ring this bell. Got you. Okay. So you Bruce, got a physical bill. What? Yeah. Bruce, here we go. Go for it. Two minutes. Go. New BrewDog Airlines flights have been announced. So, remember last year we had the first ever flight going across the Atlantic to Ohio and Columbus. Yeah, you got our special, if you're wondering. Our last episode was the uh, BrewDog mm-hmm. Airlines special. So, they're doing that again this year. On the 31st of October, they're flying another plane from Columbus to Edinburgh. Is that Columbus, Ohio? Columbus, Ohio. And you're getting to come across, for you American visitors, view of the, a tour of the LNHQ and... Even a visit of some of the best whiskey distilleries. Um, and then at the same time, there'll be a flight going from London Stansted over to Columbus. So it's almost like a, what do you call it, an exchange programme. <laughs> what, so we get some, some EFPs from America, <laughs> they get some of ours? Exactly, exactly. Do, do they have to sleep in someone else's room for the weekend? Or <laughs> With some, uh, week? yeah. Yeah, well, if, if they, depends who they choose, but yeah. So yeah, on the enough. on the flight, you will um, be able to taste the um, the highest ever beer tasting. Um, there's going to be Brewdog inspired dining with suggested pairings. If you've been on the flight, you, you know exactly what to expect. Hopefully, the toilet won't be full by before you two hours before you land. Um, Brewdog TV show. Go on, Andrew. So say, how can they do the highest ever one again if air traffic control route them lower than the first flight that was the highest ever tasting? There's always one. There's it's always more, one, isn't there? More yeah. brutal oh, hyperbole. You're ruining the fun my for everybody. Hyperbole. My cousin's the air traffic control. I'll, I'll ask him, right? So, so is Dan Ackroyd. We could get him to source oh, it. So is Dan here. 30 seconds. A flight care package include a brew dog eye mask and brew dog blanket, which will appear on eBay about two weeks later. Um, other than How that, much yes. is it? How much is it? When? Oh, when is it? I told you. It's the 31st of October. I've told you already. And oh, it's, sorry. It's, a, it's 1,000 something. How much? Is it 1,000 something? 200, 300 maybe, 1,400. I don't I know. That's your story. Did you not oh, yeah. look this up? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, here we go. Book bar. I'll come back to you. Ding. <laughs> Andrew, next. Fanzine. Let's talk about the last fanzine and why people weren't happy. Go. There's a storm in a beer can with fanzine from last month when there were two of the promised new beers and the third one was Mail Order Martian, which is a nice beer. But I had it on draft at the Dalston launch back in late March. It was not a new beer. It was not an exclusive beer. So understandably, people who thought they subscribed to Fanzine to get three special new and exclusive beers per month only got two. I'm going to jump in with a quick correction because the two there was Mail Order Martian and one of the beers that was in there, we'd had a couple of weeks prior as well. Oh, we'd had it at the AGM. Yes, Maybe. that's what it was. It was on at the AGM, um, and yet there it was two weeks later as a new and exclusive in um, fanzine. Uh, that happened to me at Metro Mayhem as well, because I I was a fanzine subscriber, and I had Sea Weasel Shanty at Metro Mayhem, and then it was in my fanzine the next week. And See, I was like, oh, I wouldn't have had that one if I'd known it was going to be in my fanzine. I think that's unfortunate, but I think that's also okay when it's limited events. I've less an issue with the Metro Mayhem and the AGM stuff, although it is annoying if you were going. Um, the fact that Mail Order Martian was in there when it had been on general release in the online shop, it had been in Bottle Box before then, was unacceptable. And to their credit, Brewdog have said, yeah, that, that was an oversight on our part. We 
overbooked the small batch gear before the AGM and yeah, not good on our part. I, th- I think the problem was that they didn't give anybody a heads up on it. Yeah. It's just it just yeah. they only they only reacted again, Brewdog. They only reacted to it when people started complaining. The, I mean, yeah. people were always going to complain when Mail Order Martians in there, and yet you know it's been out already. It was a Swiss cheese model. Lots of different things lined up, and suddenly everything slipped through the through the holes. Mm. I think the it's the usual Brewdog thing of left hand and right hand don't always know what they're doing because they're moving so quickly. Oh dear, time's yes. up on that one. Uh, Bruce, this one's going to be fun in two minutes. <clears throat> so listen, I, I, am, I am that confident, right? I'm going to start off. Right, t- tell me when to go. Three, two, one. Bars update, go. So basically, with the, the flight prices, it's going to be £1,450 oh, for a mate. single, right? And £2,750 for a package of two. Now, anyway, bar update, very good. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Right, open already. Inverurie, that's already open. Hawk's Tap Room, already open. Next up in Hamburg, we've got Nice, Outpost Manchester. Dog Tap Berlin. New bars are going to get new looks. We've got Brewdog Sheffield. North Street Leeds has closed already. And as soon as that reopens, Brewdog Leeds is going to get closed. Renovations come up for Brewdog Roppongi, Brewdog Brussels, and BD57 at Oslo. Then also we have a couple of Draft House sites getting done up. Draft House Tower Bridge and Draft House in Columbia Road. The Leeds ones have just finished, I think, and Both they actually look really, really good. Yeah, so I've an, okay. uh, yeah, a post from person. that. And um friend of the show, Dave Lee, was in Draft House Tower Bridge last week, just after it reopened, and he said it's much, much better and looks fantastic. So it seems like they're going well. And I've still got hundreds of time. Yeah, I've got a minute, so I can mention another one. Um, I couldn't find the, th- the forum thread for this, and it was definitely on the forum, so it seems to have disappeared. Because uh, Brewdog Sterling, uh, the application has gone up in a window in Sterling in a shop No, you mean St. Andrews. Andrews. Apologies. Apologies. Yes, I do mean St. Andrews. Anyway, that's wasted some time. So yes, it's in St. Andrews. The the, the it, that's why I couldn't. Oh, that's why I couldn't find the forum link. <laughs> Sterling. Like, there's definitely one in Sterling. I've uh, been to it. <laughs> I, 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 I went there last summer. Yes, yeah, I was in the, the opening. How do I not remember this stuff? <laughs> anyway, uh, and Brewdog Hamburg. That was the other one potentially opening this week. Oh no, pretend, not this week. Tickets for it were spied on Eventbrite, and that gave the potential opening week has been in two weeks from now. So I just wanted to mention, keep a close eye on the forum for confirmation of that, because it won't be... Um, oh, I had to ping myself. Yeah, it won't be uh, confirmed until they've actually got the license and the place is ready to go, but it looks like that's going to be in two weeks for Hamburg. Ooh, I'm going to try for the opening for that, because I've got so, a client I need to see oh, there in the next couple of weeks. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ooh. My next thing on the list was my was Brewdog Hamburg. You've just spoken about it. Yeah, I know. I've got two minutes. Okay, tell just jokes in two minutes then. No, you absolutely cannot. We're oh. going to move on. Uh, right, three EFP launch nights. Back before the AGM on the 28th of March, Brewdog had three EFP preview nights at different locations at once. Uh, and if you think about the logistics needed to open three bars in the same week for a company of Brewdog size... Uh, that's really quite special, and uh, Dave and uh, the from the bars team and everybody deserves a massive round of applause for that. Um, I was up at the Peterhead um, after epic bus journeys to get there. Uh, Andrew uh, Dalston, which is yep. obviously in London, and uh, Bruce, you were at Paris, weren't you? Uh, no. Where were you? <sighs> Moshnuke. Oh dear. East Cobright. Yep. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, patreon.com forward slash brewdog news if you'd like to be <laughs> helping us to get to these things. I'll just be uh, back in a minute. But anyway, Bill Murphy, uh, lovely chap from the forum, he stepped in. And so, um, yeah, the idea was we were going to record a lovely bit of audio from all three locations. And uh, we did record that, except that when we actually listened back to the recording, it was pretty much unusable. Uh, mainly because I was heavy breathing into the mic, as I always do, but mainly because uh, we just don't have the technology and the budget to be able to link four phones together at once at the same time on rubbish Wi-Fi. But anyway, I did get a little bit. I managed to extract it. I've cleaned the audio up as best I can. Apologies, this doesn't sound great, but here's a bit of the audio from um, three EFP launch nights all at the same time. Right, here it is, folks, the most convoluted thing you will ever hear. This is probably attempt number five or attempt number six tonight, but on this call right now is me 
uh, Robert Cooper. Uh, Bruce, are you here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andrew, are you here? I'm here. And what about uh, Bill, are you there? I'm here, yes. Excellent. Bruce, tell us where you are. I'm at home, in East Kilbride. What about, why do you sound like you're in a toilet? Be- because that's near <laughs> enough exactly where I am. Uh, Andrew, where are you? This call's almost as bad as my Instagram efforts today. Um, I'm, I'm stood on, do- on uh, Stoke Newington High Street. And of course, trumping all of us uh, is Bill. Where are you? I- I'm in Le Marais, Paris. Oh, amazing. Ooh. Right. Gentlemen, before before this all this technology gives up on us, we're just going to play a quick game of top trumps. Uh, Bill, thank you very much for joining in this. Let's start with you. Bill, describe your location as you're looking outside right now. It's looking on to a little street with uh, a little cafe across the road with tables outside. There's some nice little tables for up here. Amazing. Andrew, what you, what's your view like? I can see Super Kebab, Super Butcher. I can see a hot dog and bagel bar. I can see a newsagent and an off-license. And I can see a man in very skinny jeans walking a pug. I can see several teenagers kicking a football against a semi-chem window. That's God's <laughs> on his street. Right, next, time, next time I bag see the Paris trip for the podcast. Yeah, okay, so. yeah that's uh, about as much as I got that was really usable. And can I say thanks to Bill for his help in the run-up to that, because we did a, a quite a cool thing on Instagram through the day with the stories and then the pictures to actually put up the posts. So he was a really good sport and uh, lovely bloke, as you said. Yeah, it was it was good fun, that one. So I suppose I should really ring the bell, should I? There we go. Speaking of audio, while we're in Peterhead, uh, we popped in past uh, Brewtoon, which is Peterhead's uh, own brewery, microbrewery they've got there. They've got a tap room. It's a lovely place. Uh, they've got a hidden dartboard. Good tip. Uh, but yes, uh, while I was there, uh, a chap came up to me, Daniel Prentice, uh, and not Prentice Baines, apologies Prentice, I've sometimes for some reason mixed you two names up, can't think why. But yeah, Daniel came up to me and introduced himself. Uh, he slipped into the conversation that he had to get off to the opening of uh, Peter Head Bar because he was at the front of the queue. And I said, oh, oh why is that? And he goes, oh, because I'm doing this in, uh, in Dalston. Uh, I says, what? He says, yeah, I- I'm-, I'm doing this and I've got to get down to Dalston. So, bearing in mind, it's like 45 minutes from Peterhead to the airport in Aberdeen. Um, I'm just And then you've Dalston. got to fly down, and then you've got to get into London. I thought Dalston was just at Frisborough. No. no Dalston's in East London. Dalston, yeah, Dalston's London. Yeah. What? So, he flew down, and they were so pleased to see him, and he made it in time, that they let him go behind the bar and pour his own pint. Well, don't let Lindsay <laughs> hear that he managed to get from Peterhead to... To, to Dalston in, a, in a, an evening. Why? I should expect me to get from like Mosh Nuke to Hamilton. <laughs> and, and, for, and for our listeners, that's two places that are quite it's, far apart. It's, it's 10 minutes no, in a car. They're quite close to each other. <laughs> All right, okay. Anyway, here's uh, Daniel left us a voicemail when he was at the AGM. Have a listen. Hey, Rob, it's Daniel Prentice. Just wanted to give you an update on my shenanigans from Peterhead to Dalston the other week. Uh, I'm currently sat in day two of the AGM, grabbing a toasty and a pint, nursing quite a serious hangover. Uh, but it was a success story. I made it down to Dalston at 11 o'clock, got met by JB and Emma outside, and uh, shot myself into the doors and uh, pulled myself apart behind the bars to celebrate. So I just thought I'd give you an update, being as that you guys were doing the easy job of just staying in Peterhead, and I uh, hope you enjoyed your time up in Aberdeen. Take care, mate. Bye. Right, thanks again, Daniel. Apologies, I never actually caught you in person at the AGM, but I'm glad we got that bit of audio from you, buddy. Thanks, Daniel. Uh, right, we've got oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more stories to get through. We don't have time. Let's set the timer for one minute. Bruce. Dog park. <coughs> Go for it. Right, so there's going to be a dog park being opened up in Aberdeenshire. Um, there's a rehoming centre with the Scottish SPCA, um, and Brewdog are helping... Um, them create this sensory garden, so it's um, it's going to be full of different you know, dog-friendly elements and scents. So to help encourage dogs use their senses and provide physical and mental stimulation with the surroundings, I think is a fantastic idea. It's um, an equal collaboration with the two, um, using the <coughs> creativity of Brewdog. So I think it's like, why idea. did you cough there? Yeah. You made that sound like you know, there was an inverted commas. I'll, just, I'll, revert, I'll, I'll reference you to the advert. All right. It's a big sign. Dogs. And that'll be it. 
so you've got there's a there's a sensory garden in here in Glasgow and I think elsewhere as well. And apparently it's it's to enhance dogs' behaviours whilst whilst they're in care. Uh, so good dog, good stuff. Nice. Right, I've got the next one. One minute, here we go. Hawks are lovely cider people. Oh, I like uh, hawks. Loads going on in the world of uh, craft cider, and our very own hawks are right in the middle of things. They unveiled their exciting plans for 2019. Uh, just in the last couple of weeks, they have opened the new tap room in Bermondsey, as we've just mentioned, and they've announced a big new cider festival they've called Ciderama. Uh, which is really cool. Uh, and there's other things too. They put out a lovely little PDF um, called, uh, what are they calling it again? The, 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 monthly the, Hawker, or something, the Hawker Code. And mm. uh, this is really nice. And it's talking about they've got cider schools coming on, which are very similar to Brew Dogs um, beer schools. Uh, what else are they doing? They've got new uh, single hop uh, ciders coming out as well, which are beers. So the Simcoe, Sriracha, the Centennial. Uh, ciders there. What else have we got here? I'm just glancing over. Uh, Doom and Bloom, which I was lucky enough to get at the opening of Inverurie the other night. That was at... Oh, there we go. That's my time up. So, yeah, so- try Doom and Bloom. That's what I was going to say. Ready? Uh, who's next? Me. What have you got? Chain Gang. Go for it. So, their 3D ride is happening next week. They're doing a 3D ride from the 30th of May to the 2nd of June, London to Paris. Now, hey, did I tell you I got myself a road bike? An actual racer. Well, I know this, but our listeners don't. So, no. yes, you've bought a bike because no, you're didn't. having some no, sort of middle-aged no. crisis. No, I no, no. My, my girls have got bikes. They learned to ride. I went to ride oh. with them. And uh, my neighbour was getting rid of his road bike, and he gave me his road bike, which is completely impractical for going through the forest with the girls and their, and their little bikes. But anyway, so I'm thinking about joining this, but oh, I'm assuming it's too late to join up. They're doing the London to Paris road trip from 30th of May to 2nd of June, and it looks absolutely fantastic. You get bed and breakfast. Um, it's basically you get dinner all three nights. You get guide, supported riding. There's, you can, they'll take your bikes back to London if you want. Um, create a Brewdog beer to share over the course of the challenge. Looks absolutely fantastic, and I think these um, these guys are brilliant. So now I've got my road bike. I'm going to get lycra for myself. Oh, I knew it was going to go there. <laughs> Oh, Andrew, one minute. Crowd, uh, crowd, Crown and Hops fundraiser didn't go quite so well. Go for it, buddy. So, yeah, Crowns and Hops, they're a small outfit out of California that uh, used to be known as Dope and Dank. They've rebranded due to a bit of a copyright issue, and now they're a, a craft brewer called Crowns and Hops, who are also involved in all sorts of fashion and music and cultural stuff. Now, what's interesting about them is that the founders, Benny and Teo, are black, and if you go to any craft beer event the world over, you'll know that that's not necessarily a common thing. There's an awful lot of very white blokes, usually bearded in tartan shirts. BrewDog have supported them up to now with um, some guidance and they're actually investing in them as well. And they launched a crowdfunding in the UK after the BrewDog AGM. But unfortunately, that's now been closed because of a lack of support. They didn't seem to have answers to many questions and they couldn't really give an exit strategy. So that's off, but they're still continuing to try and build their brewery and BrewDog are still supporting them. And they brewed some beer in Ellen for the AGM. And it was fine. Decent IPA and a decent stout. So good luck to them. Uh, right, I've got this one then. So last night, while prepping for the show, aka having a pint of Quenchquake in the world-famous Newton Arms, just round from my house, um, a thread appeared on the forum that had the actual following subject. Get punk AF off before you kill someone. Um, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so I was like, whoa, that's quite sharp. So uh, basically the, the person who posted it had said that his friend um, has uh, issues with lactose. Um, didn't say whether it was intolerant or an allergy. And uh, the staff had no information. There was no information online. There was no information anywhere to say that Punk AF does indeed have uh, lactose in there, which is uh, milk sugars. Um, so, yeah, there was a, a, a lot of to and fro in on this. And, and JB came on, uh, JB who runs the uh, the retail division, and uh, said, look, we, we take this very seriously. There's some really good points here, and we'll uh, we'll take up take it up. Didn't really give anyone a chance to add anything there. Do you want to say anything? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Only thing I would say is, surely if you have an allergy that might kill someone, you would take a lot of due diligence and check and double check before you take, actually ingest something. And I, I speak from not personal experience, but of close family and friends. Yeah. That's what I did this weekend. Yeah, I had sure. 
I had someone, I had a child that was gluten-free, checked everything before it went anywhere near her. Bruce, what have you got for us? Oh, well, I've just come across this fantastic thread on the forum, which is Overheard in Brewdog. Overheard in Brewdog. So, okay. the... Where was their names? Oh, here we go. So, Daniel set up the, the initial post saying, popped, popped into be the uh, Brewdog Camden this evening, and whilst waiting to be served, three chaps in suits walked in behind me. One says the other, I'll have the blandest thing on the menu, please, mate. Made me chuckle. So, he decided to start a log of the most amusing, ridiculous things overheard in a Brewdog bar. And please, don't make them up. So, the one that, there was a couple that got me, uh, the first one uh, was here, a man at a bar in Edinburgh, Cowgate, during the festival a few years back, said, eh, pint please, the bar staff of silence. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, uh, somebody replied, went to the bar and went, um, what flavours of gins do you have? There's another one. Um, Man ordering a bottle of Kingpin in Castlegate. Can I get a lime in that? You know, like Corona. <laughs> <laughs> Give us one more, Bruce. Yeah. Um, a woman in flagship ordering pizza. Is this really all the wine you have? Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah, brilliant, brilliant yeah, thread. I, Let's I try think we that should uh, keep an eye on that thread. If other people post stuff, we'll maybe read a few more of them out. What? what do you think? Can I just see this one here, please? Go on. Go on. Customer, <laughs> can quick. I get two, two pints of that dead goldfish, please? Two pints of what? <laughs> dead goldfish. The one I ordered last time. Oh, you mean deaf mermaid. Amazing. <laughs> oh, brilliant. TV me. Right, All right, I've got the last one, I think. Uh, here we go. Uh, free beer helps track down a brewery's stolen van. So, yes, this was uh, Sky News reported this. A brewery got its stolen van back in just 42 minutes after offering free beer for its safe return. Um, it was stolen from the unknown brewery in, uh, that's the name of the brewery, in Charlotte in North Carolina in the early hours of Monday morning. And they posted online, whoever finds it, Brad will buy you a keg party. If you stole it and bring it back, you will also get a keg party. <laughs> Smile for the camera. Please DM us if you see it. The distinctive black and green van was tracked down in under an hour after 15 people contacted them with tips. With Instagram user Caroline Klimowski are the first to spot it. Uh, a lot of tips came in from fans of the brewery who lived in the area and saw the obvious neon van, proving it was not a good idea to steal a brightly coloured, well-known brewery vehicle. Um, they also laughed off suggestions that the whole thing was just a publicity stunt, and I quote, Yes, this would have been hilarious, but we assure you we could not make the up. Can I do a quick, can I do one more, just course, a minute yeah. on the British Airways thing, because I think that's a, something really important yeah. that we should cover. So... Brewdog have got a really prestigious partnership with British Airways for the airline's 100th birthday celebrations. James and Martin are across all of the airline's publicity this month in the magazines and so on and uh, on British Airways' social media channel. And the exciting thing is the development of two exclusive beers. So Speedbird 100, Speedbird being BA's call sign, 100 for the birthday, is available on all British Airways flights. So in European and domestic ones, you can buy it if you're in economy and it's available for free in club. And then on international National long haul flights it's available as well you can also get it in british airways lounges so king of content that i sometimes am i did a side-by-side tasting with punk and speedbirds in the gatwick yes, lounge last did, week sir, on our instagram, and Insta- yeah. instagram met it with um a degree of underwhelmed nature anyway, <laughs> um, anyway there's also what i think is really exciting is there's also a competitor to the sh- the champagne you get served in long haul first class i'm gonna keep going uh, because this is this is really cool uh brewdog have made a special sour for first class to go instead of champagne you can get uh, a beer called aircraft so it's only available in long haul first class but uh, i think if you're on a long haul flight with a first class cabin and you ask the crew really nicely you might see what happens there so Anyway, anyone who flies British Airways, certainly for the next few months, can try Speedbird 100. It's available for £4.50 in the onboard shopping economy. Um, so it might be worth checking that out. And I quite like it. Actually, I was just going to say, how on do, the do you like it? So it's like a baby Elvis juice. It's a very it's designed to be drunk at altitudes, they say, so it's got more enhanced flavours. But actually, I preferred it on the ground. Did um, you? Personally. It's very, very lively at altitudes. So you have to get through a lot of froth to, to try it. But uh, yeah, I've had a couple in the last couple of weeks. I've been travelling a lot, and it's uh, 
yeah, it's good. And it's it, it's phenomenal to see that exposure for the brand because hundreds of thousands of people a week fly with British Airways. A lot will look at the in-flight magazine because there's nothing better to do. Mm. And they'll read about Brewdog. And Brewdog have extended, for the next couple of months at least, a 10% discount to all British Airways executive club card holders uh, who go into the bars as well to get them exposed to the brand when they're on the ground. Oh, you, mil- you milked that minute very well, didn't you? <laughs> there were you high-flying antics, Andrew. I suppose when you spend all that time in airports, you have to amuse yourself somehow or other. Yep. Brilliant. Okay, um, I think that's us. Bruce, um, just, can you please wrap this up with your awful joke? It's not. I listen, no, 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 it's not a joke. I'm not. There's no jokes this week. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, busy, I'm, I'm tidying up my house. We're just, you know, we've got visitors coming at the end of the month from America, and I'm just, I found it. All my old copies of Chiropractor Monthly, I've got a lot of back issues. Mm. I think the Esther joke was better. Really? Yeah. Oh, for God's sake, I told you. Oh, man. (laughs) Okay, that's it for this podcast. Our next episode, like we've said, is our in-depth coverage of the whole Brewdog stealing other people's ideas kerfuffle. Uh, keep your eye on your podcast feeds for that a final mention for our Patreon campaign please visit patreon.com forward slash news for all the details and the cool video that Kev from Board the Digital helped us put together wowzers uh, <laughs> let's give everyone a chance to say where you can be found Joe I'm going to start with you where can people find you online if they want to send you messages I am Joanne Love Beer on the forum and I am a woman's brew on Instagram ooh uh, Andrew, if people want to send you messages, where can they send them? I'm Andrew on the forum, and I'm looking after the Brewdog News Instagram, the podcast Instagram. So um, I post witterings there that then Rob then posts serious stuff later on, and it, it works quite well. Yeah, it's a good balance. Bruce, if people want to send you nasty messages or jokes, where can they do that? You can send me text on 0777. Oh, wait a minute. Well, that's my phone number. No. no. <laughs> Just um, Instagram at B R U L A F U Brulafu. Excellent. And you can find me at Sunscream on the Twitter, where I am receiving abuse right now. Uh, you can also find out about my day job by visiting robertcooper.xyz. I'm going to join in. for this week. Send us the voicemail to our local rate number 01224 518501. You can email us studio at brewdognewspodcast.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash brewdognewspodcast. And our Twitter is at brewdognews. Our Instagram is brewdognewspodcast. Show notes and past episodes are always available on our website at brewdognewspodcast.com. Oh, Don't forget outside. to subscribe. What? There's a fox outside. Don't forget to subscribe to show. The... Don't forget to subscribe to the show to make sure you get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. There's a links on the website. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Cheers. Au revoir.